This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt, alongside Dave Sherapan. He's the book for the Bostonian versus the book. We're doing this new day. This is all different. The audience has got to look at this a little differently. We got Matt Farah producing the show now. We're going to have all different looks and fun things, interviews coming. I don't know. This is this is definitely going to be an adjustment period. I'm like, where's the music? Where's the sound? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I was I was waiting for you. I was I was waiting for the prompt here. I'm searching for the <laughs> chat myself on the phone. It's all new, but it's all the same. You got the Rams hat on. We're ready to go. We got basketball games today. We got no hockey. Oh. We got Super Bowl props though. Big time stuff coming tonight at the Westgate. They're releasing those. Packet of props, a lot of stuff to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, I I said to, I forget who I was saying this to. Oh, I found the chat. I found the chat. There we are. Okay, we're good. Right. We're up and running. All right. So I got the live chat now on Ooh. YouTube. So I had to go. I had to go and search that out uh, for us. So we've got that. We are live and we're good to go. Like, look, anytime you do things new. It's always like when we first started back on December the 13th, it was all brand new. We were like, yep. okay, how are we going to do this? And so now we're going into this next phase of us. And as you guys who, who are going to be, we'll call you the OG BBBs, that we're going to be we're going to be changing a lot over the next six, six months, over the next year. There's a lot of really big things that we're going to be doing. We're going to look different. We're going to sound different. We're going to be in different places. It's It's going to be a really, really fun ride. So... I had to like remind myself of all of that this morning. I'm going like, Oh my gosh, like we've already come a long way, but we have a long way to go. Like we're, we, we, we got a lot of really cool things starting next week, you know, going to LA for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you threw a little monkey be- wrench into that like 20 minutes before the show started with the text to me. I was like, Oh boy, what does that mean? Uh, okay, good. It's not really a monkey it's wrench. Fun. It's just, it's just, it's just what they, they are telling me, you know, I didn't realize what Max and Bet is going to be doing. They're actually going to be physically building a structure for their party on Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, hey, um, how do you feel about noise? You know, I was like, what do you mean noise? And they're, they're like, well, it's going to be like an active site. And I was like, okay, well, how loud are we talking? And they're like, we don't know yet. We have to have a conversation about that. I was like, okay, you guys have a conversation about that. And then get back to me and let me know just how loud are we talking about here in terms of noise. Okay. So... Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a curveball that they threw at me uh, yesterday on a phone call that Do I was they having. They not know their- who they're dealing with here, Professor P, the audio <laughs> guy, like who? Yeah, different things. That I mean, you almost hear like a dog. I, 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 when you hear things, you hear things differently than normal people. Yes. Yes. They want to have a conversation <laughs> about noise to you, like. Well, I, I, there's like a level though. There's like a level where I'm kind of like, okay, are we talking about like New York City construction site? <laughs> Or are we talking about just like once in a while a truck backing up and like the beep of a truck? 
Yeah. I was like, how consistent are we talking? And they're like, well, let us get back to you on that. I'm like, yeah, you go ahead and do that because that's a significant conversation piece. And like, we can do it that we do this show from the house that we're going to be staying at, but we prefer to be downtown. And like, you know, if you really make this, if it's, if it's not workable, then, and then at the last hour in the, in the ninth hour, I got an email from the NFL saying, Hey, by the way, you guys can go ahead and, and apply for credentials now. And in that application process, there was a whole radio row thing saying like, if you'd like to broadcast from radio row. And I was like, well, is that like legitimate or is that like, forget it. It's a week before the game. You can't actually do this. So I applied for the hell of it. So maybe we get a Hail Mary and we'll be on radio row. Who knows? But you it's know. all going to work out. That's the best part about all this. If, if, if <laughs> life has taught me anything at this point, it's all going to work out. We can't stress about it. We're going to be there. We're going to have fun. We might end up doing a show from the beach, like at Venice Beach or something, right next to the court oh, where they shot, wow. uh, you know, white men can't jump. Who knows? But we're going to be there. We'll have people. It's all very exciting. It's all very exciting. It's all very new. It's all it's all a process for us to, to kind of get into this and do this whole thing. So, okay, let's start with talking about tonight. Tonight, our guy, Patrick Everson, is going to be live from the Westgate, yeah. where he will be there for the release of the props. It's a very Vegas thing. You're going to be down there, correct? Yeah, I'll be going down. Got to see some people down there. Yeah, of course. I see think I'm going to make the trek down. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to watch the the two by two, bet yeah. two end of the line, bet two end of the line. You must be in person. You have to be there physically. Yeah. And in 2022, so you guys who are outside of Vegas, you might be like. This sounds very old fashioned. It is old fashioned because they don't put the props. If you're going to bet at the Westgate and they have this book we talked about yesterday, this book of bets, they don't put the props on their application till tomorrow morning. Correct. So if you're going to bet it mobily, you are getting by far a worse number than what you're going to bet coming up here tonight. Unless you're betting I mean, opposite this is, of what those guys bet. Unless you're going to bet. Interesting. You know, yeah, because if, if they bet something, you know, no, it's going to drive the price down and it's going to drive the price down. I may bet it multiple times. Then you wake up and you're like, whoa, this is right. way different than I would have anticipated. You may get a better price. So on some things, yes, worse. Other things, yes, better. But not what's on the sheet. <laughs> right. The sheets. It's, that'll, be, that'll be moved. The sheet is the guideline from the beginning. It's interesting because what's your recommendation on that? If you're going to bet unders, I mean, will you, will you get a better number on Friday morning or a worse number on Friday morning? Because oh, if you're going to bet unders, I'm going to say you're going to get a worse number on, okay. on a lot of them. They're they're coming to bet the unders. A lot of them, they have in the past. I mean, the game, the total is 49, so maybe they're going to look to play some overs. I mean, I was trading text with a couple of guys last night, and it, it's interesting because – the props are up in other places. I mean, you know, we yes. have the show. We're here in Vegas, but like this has already morphed into a different type of beast in other places. So, you know, I talked to a guy who, who has been here for years and I think he was in Mississippi or, or New Jersey. He was already already, you know, playing stuff, but he was like, there's not much to look at. And I was teasing him. I was like, yeah, because the Westgate ain't put theirs out yet for you guys to cross compare. So it happens. Um, 
Cooper yeah. Cup numbers, by the way, are already coming down. The what? The Cooper Cup receiving numbers are already coming down. Well, they set him so high. 105 and a half. What's the open? Yeah, you have to. It's now, 10, it's now 102 and a half. It's already coming down. Yeah. And I th- I bet after tonight um, at the Westgate, it'll probably be under 100. It'll probably be under 100. Now, anyone going to bet it now down there tonight, it'll be, they'll, they'll hammer it up. They'll, they'll put it at 99. It'll be 99 at some point. They'll open it 99? No, I think they'll want that money under. I mean, I don't know what their limits are. I'm going to find out today um, before I go down. Patrick said it's 500 tonight. When I when we just released this morning the latest episode of the Prop City podcast with Patrick Everson and myself, you guys can go and listen to it. Patrick said that he, for what he's been told, it's 500 tonight. Okay. Per it's bet. Crazy to per max. We did it at the M. We opened first. We opened before mm. everybody. We took two dimes of prop. We wrote over half a million dollars in eight hours. Wow. Yeah. It was a half a mil? At two dimes a pop. We kept t- we kept just taking bets. It was crazy. I'll never forget that day because I was training two people. That was their first day of work, those poor people. They said, they said, yeah, you're going to start writing tickets for Super Bowl weekend. We're going to open the weekend before you guys come in for training. And I was like, when they showed up, I'm like, you want two people on a window on the first day we released the props? The guy was like, sink or swim, let's go. Oh, man. This guy, this poor guy was sweating. He was poor. He was like trying to keep the money right. Right. 600000 in eight hours. It's crazy. Do you like Cooper Cup going off? I mean, it's early. We'll get to the full breakdown of all the props next week. But since they're coming out tonight at the Westgate, do you think over? Think Cup's going for over a hundred yards? Because it's a quarter. Does he? Here's know? well. Here's my question. Why I bring this up? Because could you see a wide receiver being named MVP? Like if Cooper Cup goes for a hundred and hundred and twenty-five yards and two touchdowns. I mean, is it a correlated bet that if you're going to bet him to go over his yardage, you also bet him MVP? Yeah. I mean, think about it. The only scenario that he doesn't go over to yardage is if Cam Akers and the Rams run the ball and it becomes sort of a blowout. And he has a pedestrian five for 62 with one touch, just like he did in the game against Arizona, right? It's just that's the only way he doesn't really get 100 yards. I mean, because if they're down, they're throwing to him. If they're up, they're throwing to him. If they're not running the ball, they're throwing to him. There's the only way. Is if Cam Akers shreds them and they get up multiple scores and then salt the clock away just like they did against Arizona. And it looked conservative, boring. And, you know, we even wondered the day after, why, what were they doing? Why were they not trying to put them away? So that's the only scenario I see. And, like, I think back to when Roethlisberger and the Steelers beat the Seahawks. Heinz Ward got the MVP. He didn't even do anything, but it was by default because he caught the touchdown. And – I don't even know how many yards. I think he had just, I think he had just over a hundred. I can't remember. We have to look that up, but that's the scenario that a wide receiver wins it. I mean, is it still a quarterback award? Yes. Yes. You're going to hear. So how much of a concern would that be? If if cup does go for a buck 40, whatever that Stafford goes for two ninety and two touchdowns, both to cup, but they give it to Matthew Stafford. 
That's definitely a concern. That, right. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's my concern too. I like the Aaron Donald bet. I mean, I think Aaron Donald having three sacks and destroying the offensive line and being an absolute terror. It, I think there's value. I don't, I don't know if it'll win it, but I think there's value on the Aaron Donald MVP market. I'd be curious to see what people are betting tonight at the Westgate. If there's anybody jumping in on that because of the potential for a defensive lineman to be just a game wrecker. But I think it's, it's just such a quarterback driven league and a quarterback driven award that the Rams win. Same thing with Burrow, right? The Bengals win. Burrow's going to win the MVP. Even if Jamar Chase has a stupid, like 150 yard game and two touchdowns, it's still probably going to be Joe Burrow to win it. Jamar Chase has to have a record destroying game. And if he does, it's because of Joe B. Like how does Joe B not win it for the Bengals? I, I, I don't see anyone else winning it for the Bengals. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of guys listed. And listen, every year, one of the best defensive players on the team gets picked and gets bet. And those odds do come down tremendously because, I mean, the exposure gets a little bit scary for the book. You start to go, geez, can't lose 100000 on this prop. But, you know, you take bets on them. I, I mean, I, I saw Troy Polamalu get bet multiple times when a Steelers mm-hmm. win it. Um, it's a perfect scenario for Donald to get bet. Um, Vaughn Miller, his teammate, won the MVP defensively in the in the Super Bowl for the Broncos. The only defensive guy ever to win MVP. He's on this roster, so I mean, not well, to say no, Vaughn Miller's going to win it, but there's been a couple other defensive MVPs. Larry Brown won it for for the Cowboys when they beat the Steelers. He got two picks against Neil O'Donnell. Oh, he won it. I thought Vaughn Miller was the only defensive guy to win MVP in the Super Bowl. No, no? oh okay. No. Um. Ed Tutal Jones and Randy White won it back in the day. They they gave him a co-MVP. Uh, Chuck Howley won it as a losing team. It was a boring game, 14-7. to seven, and it, He was on the Cowboys, and they lost the Super Bowl to the Dolphins, and they gave it to him. So there's been multiple defensive players to win it. But the long – I mean, it's such a long shot. And now, I mean, only really football fans and people that bet a lot of them even know who the defensive players are. They're going to get mm. the stories written about them. You know, Super Bowl mm. week and stuff. They'll be, they'll be, they'll get into the public eye. But when they go to vote, they vote for the quarterback first, second, third. Oh yeah, maybe a wide receiver or running back. Defensive players way down on the list. But I mean, if they, what if they get a pick six, a scoop and score, multiple sacks, deflection, then they become part of the story. Okay, maybe. But I think it's a long shot. It's really, it's, it's. I don't know. It's so interesting because. That's why it's 25 to one, right? Donald's a long shot to win it at 25 to one, but it's a Hail Mary. And a lot of these guys are going to go ahead and throw Hail Marys up. I mean, why not? (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those things of like, it's the Super Bowl. Why don't we go ahead and and jump in? The Super Bowl props are, you know, you get so deep and you get so many. And I say this every year, the two that get the most handle are the coin flip and the MVP, the ones that don't. Which is ridiculous. But, but that's the ones that everybody can bet. Like, you know, yeah. Not everybody can bet, you know, Cooper Cups. How do they justify juice? How, how do they justify juicing one side? This is what always pisses me off with books. With uh, Because they know the public. Flip? Yeah. How do they justify? Because it's going to be like minus 115, minus 110, or minus 120, no, minus no, 115. No, 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 no. So I saw it last year. Last year, we had people were paying juice or paying minus 120 on tails. Well, it, it went off with tails as a monster favorite, and you had to pay wow. juice to bet tails. That's terrible because it's we yes. did it minus one oh two. 
we just we did it minus one. Okay. I mean, that was just, I like that. That's that was fair. just to survive. Like we we would have done it even money, but then I mean, we were taking the bet, and you know we were going to have a fifty thousand dollar decision at one point we had on a coin flip. I'll never forget that when that, that you know, somebody came in to bet the coin flip for fifty thousand um, dollars. But the MVP bet, nobody comes in and bets one; they bet three or four. They bet the quarterback, mm. and then they bet Donald, and then they bet Cup. Or if they're rooting for the Bengals, they bet Burrow. Then they bet Chase. They might bet Mixon, and then maybe a defensive guy. So it's a, it's a it's a fun prop the book because you kind of just put up the numbers, and then you always the defensive guys. You just have to make a decision when to take them down, because you know if they win it, it's the one thing you grade after the game that you know can be a big swing, and you're like. How did we lose that? Who was supposed to do mm. that? Why didn't you move? How did you let everybody get Donald at 25? Like, didn't it occur to anybody to go to 20? It's just, it's, it's one of the things that uh, quantity-wise, it, it's by far gets the most bets every single year. I, I love this on the chat from Mike. He says, last game, it landed tails. So this year I'm betting heads. <laughs> Oh, Guys, there's no correlation. Okay, there's no correlation. <laughs> this is like walking up to a roulette table and go red hit five times in a row and betting black. Like there's mathematically, there's no correlation to what happened last year no. or any anything happened previously. It's the same odds. It's fifty fifty. You know, call tails it a never, trend. Tails never fails. Did you hear that? That's what everyone says, right? Tails yeah. never fails. Everyone. Always says that if I were, but I, I, I subscribe to that theory. I mean, if I was ever in a position to call a coin flip for possession in overtime, which, by the way, betting for a yes in overtime is a bet that I love, love, love for this game. You do just to piss you off, just to drive you nuts. I'll hear just, about it for a year. If you bet it and it wins, <laughs> I'll hear about it for a whole. No, 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 no. Year. That's not why. No, no, ne- ne- I, I don't. Nothing to do with the wager that the Super Bowl could end on one team touching the football and the other oh, not. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that, that story oh, is what no. I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> I'm betting no. it just because I want to have a conversation on two, on Monday morning after the Super Bowl where we say I'm calling in sick. If it goes wasn't oh, fair that man <laughs> I might, I knew I, I I oh my gosh. I'm just starting to shake. I'm like Oh, oh that would be terrible. We're gonna have we're gonna have that conversation where, where you, you go, hey, so Matthew Stafford never touched the football. Is that fair? Joe Burrow got the ball, zip right down, touchdown. How do you feel now? Second time in history, the Super Bowl gets decided upon the coin flip. You cool with it? You like you, you like this rule? So I'm betting yes to I'm betting yes on the overtime just for that very principle because I I, I want to win money on top of if that happens, having the conversation, which would be phenomenal. So I'd love it. Absolutely. It would be absolutely awesome. All right. Second topic. Aaron Rodgers is moving to Nashville, Tennessee. Why? Confirmed by multiple people. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love Nashville. Ooh. I'm a big fan of, of Nashville. Big fan of that region. Don't you live He's going you there. Work, Don't you like to live where you work? He's not going to work there anymore. That's the point. Is he going to be a Titan? He is open, according to media reports, in Nashville. Aaron Rodgers is open to playing for the Titans. He's going to a very wealthy county right outside of Nashville. Look, I have three favorite cities in America. New Orleans, where I took my honeymoon. Vegas, where I live now. I'm very fortunate to be there. And three is Nashville. I'm a Boston guy through and through. But my three favorite cities outside of Boston are Nashville, New Orleans, and Vegas. And I get it. 
I totally understand. Second Avenue is unbelievable. Broadway is so much fun. The honky tonks and the barbecue. And it's just, it speaks my language, man. It's just, I, I absolutely love Country it. Country music guy? I'm an every music guy. I like everything. Right. I've seen literally everything. I saw Taylor Swift open up for Rascal Flats twice when she was 16 years old. Uh, I, I I like like pop country. I wouldn't say like I'm a diehard like hardcore country fan. Teresa, my wife, likes country a lot. She listens to the Highway on yeah. Sirius XM, and Same. you know she's all she's all in on that. So she likes that stuff. Luke Bryan, all them. You know that yeah. she she's all in on that stuff. So. Uh, I, I get why he wants to go there and I get why he's going to build, build and buying a huge plot of land. And, and essentially you can live, you know, away from one's prying eyes, but could you see Rogers on the Titans? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. It makes perfect sense. AFC team. They've got the draft capital to give it up. They've got players that would be intriguing if they wanted to go ahead. The question would be what would the Titans have to give up? to get Aaron Rodgers. Cares. I mean, if some of the Titans, I, I mean, cares? Well, Derrick Henry? Well, you can't give Derrick Henry up, obviously, but everybody okay. else. AJ Brown? Bring in Devontae? I mean, okay. So you trade, so she, she say, okay, we're going to give you AJ Brown and two first-round picks? It's not a bad deal for Green Bay at this point if they have to. But man, that changes the whole. I mean, geez, this this whole AFC thing is changing every day. If he was going to go to Denver yesterday, what did we just talk about that yesterday or the day before? Now he's going to go yeah. to Tennessee. Oh man, this is incredible. This is great. This off season, NFL is becoming is more almost more fun than than the season. Oh, everything but the it's game. NBA like. I mean, I mean, look in Nashville if Aaron Rodgers. He would get the Peyton Manning helicopter following him from the airport treatment if he was on his way. If he gets traded on his way, Titans and Vrabel, they just they 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 they'd be beside themselves. They've got a defense that needs some work, clearly. They got a secondary that needs to be improved upon, but injuries will help them get better. Defensive line's very good. We know they can run the football against anybody. And and look, if you could somehow finagle a way to get Devontae Adams and AJ Brown together on that team. Lethal. Boy, lethal. Just forget it. With Rodgers, uh, I, I mean, that division sucks. So you are instantly, I mean, look, the Colts just are had okay. The one seed overall without them. If they easier did. Path. Right, correct. Yeah, if you get them, right, right, right. Yeah, the, right. How many games you, and you trade. And frankly, I would I would include Ryan Tannehill as a legitimate backup to what's happening with Jordan Love. So if Jordan Love isn't the guy and he falls on his face, you know if you're the Packers, you then can go ahead and turn to Ryan Tannehill, who is a serviceable quarterback, who they can go ahead and, and have play. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Oh, I think the trade could happen. I think him going there, if that's where he wants to go, I think the Packers would be totally fine if Rodgers wants out, that they're going to have a say as to where he goes and trading him to an AFC team that you're not going to have to worry about in terms of the region, you know, geographically, you aren't trading him somewhere where you have to ever see him potentially trading him to the South. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Wow. That's big. That's uh, the speculation begins. I'm glad I'm not putting the futures up and putting the futures up. Right. Cause it changes everything. Where Rogers goes does change the AFC instantly. And if I'm looking at what's my easiest path, if I'm Rodgers, 
one, I'm now going to have property in Nashville, but two, do I want to be in the AFC South or the AFC West? Way more likely. (laughs) Yeah. Do I want to play Jacksonville, the Colts and the Texans six times? Or do I want to play the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs six times? I mean, I don't have to make a price. It's the AFC South minus yeah. 8,000. Like, it's right. not even close. It's not even close. 8 million, whatever it is. Right. It'd be cool to, 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 to play in another side. And like, but I mean, wow, that's uh, that would that would be a, a, a needle mover for sure. It would upset <sighs> the apple cart in the AFC entirety because. Tennessee's good anyway. In adding him, depending on what they subtract, I mean, I think it might make him the favorite in the AFC. Rodgers goes, okay, give me this price. Rodgers on Denver to win the AFC versus Rodgers on the Titans to win the AFC. Rodgers on the Titans to win the AFC is. Is a legitimate co-favorite right away with Kansas City, Buffalo. I mean, it's right there. With Denver, it's a notch below because I don't even know if they're the best team in their division. I right. still don't know. Right. I mean, just overall, Denver's much further away, and they got a much harder path. Yeah. I mean, put Rodgers in Tennessee, it's 5-1 and one in the division at worst. 5-1. and one. Like <laughs> – they may split with the Colts and then it's two and two. Maybe. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm maybe, saying. maybe in Indy, maybe Indy maybe. wins at home. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like it's five and one. So, I mean, already five wins and now out of the six games and now you got 11 games left. Well, I mean, if they go six and five in those 11 I mean, games. Rogers would get the Brady treatment. He would get the chance to play in a complete cream puff division with two tomato can wins or four tomato can wins every year. Like you start four and oh to start the year, like the Patriots did in the AFC East where like, you knew the bills were a joke. By the way, do you know that Tom Brady's record against Buffalo was 33 and three, <laughs> 33 and three. So, somehow, <laughs> somehow you find a way to get the Buffalo. I saw that yesterday. His the, the greatest number of wins and his greatest win percentage in his career. Tom Brady was 33 and three against he, Buffalo. He got more wins in Buffalo than every quarterback except Jim Kelly. Combined. Allen. <laughs> I agree. Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, he, Josh Allen doesn't have 33 wins yet. 33 wins. Against the Buffalo Bills. That's crazy. He had 30 against the Jets, but 33 against the Buffalo Bills. Was his, I mean, he should go by stock. Against the Steelers? Uh, it's pretty good. It was real. I forget. It was, it was good. Yeah. It was like 15 and five or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, good. It was good. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as that. Cause he didn't play them as much as, as he played the, the Bills and, and the Jets and the, the, the Dolphins. But yeah, I was like, I was stunned at that number. I was like, wow, that was. That was very, very, yeah, very, very, very cool. way to finish his career because I think legitimately he would have have the home field again. I mean, he's had the home field again. He's he's had the home field and not gotten there. So if he leaves, this is ready made. I mean, I I think this is the best landing spot that I've heard yet for him, and probably for the Packers. Like like you said, just get him out of sight, out of mind. Give us a, a replacement back. 
you know, Tannehill gets a shot to start there over again, which yeah. I don't know if that's good, bad, and different, but I mean, he's he's a serviceable. Well, if love is what we think love is, if, if Jordan loves going to be that type of quarterback where he's mobile and runs around, they have more of like a rollout style of an offensive game plan because loves more mobile than Aaron is Tannehill fits right in that. So like you can run the same offense with both quarterbacks. So that's right. if love falls in his face or if love gets hurt, you then Tannehill can step right in and run the same offense. So that's kind of a benefit to get two big backs, run the football, play defense. I mean, that's Tannehill in Nashville. So it's, it wouldn't be that hard to see Tannehill at least getting a shot to start. And if Love's not ready, you buy him another year, you know, behind Tannehill to get to get ready to go. So, uh oh, did we lose Dave? We lost Dave. Where'd Dave go? Oh, Oops. Dave's back. Sorry, sorry. Right. Turn this Happens. phone off. I got a I got a phone call. Oh, the so phone call bumped you off. Phone call bumped me off. How about that? Can't There's that a new thing. Out. You got to put it on Bluetooth like I do. Knock your Bluetooth off. Then he's, then he's on, I'm just on wireless. Or, or airplane, airplane mode is, is the, 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 that's, the key. That's, that's the big the move way. right there. That's and then you're on Wi-Fi. Because you're on Wi-Fi still, so you can get all your text messages. And you can get all your emails. But you, the phone, but phone calls don't go through. There so, it is. Airplane mode. There it is. On. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Topic number three. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is denying the claims from Brian Flores. Saying he's a man of integrity. And being a man of integrity, he's going to fight his tail off, basically, to prove that Brian Flores is wrong, that he never offered the coach $100,000 per loss. What's interesting is that this, this topic is starting to percolate with some pretty big media people, because this morning, Bill Simmons asked, why isn't this the biggest story of the year right now in the NFL, that we have two head coaches who are both asking the same question or, or making the same accusations saying ownership offered me money to lose. I agree wholeheartedly with this. Why isn't this a bigger story day? Super Bowl week. Nobody wants this to be a big story right now. They're not, they're not going to, I would venture to say they're probably telling people kind of to keep it quiet at some, on some levels. Right. I mean, they're just, you know, this is one of the benefits that I, I mean, the joy of us doing the show is that, you know, you send me a rundown and we just talk about what we're going to talk about. And <laughs> this is what I think a lot of people in the media may actually strive for or want, but can't do. It's a big story for sure. And I think as we learn more now, again, we have to get all the facts. Read the law yet. That's stuff. I don't know. If that's Isn't it funny though, that the NFL would rather talk about racial discrimination than this story right now. Yeah. Right. Isn't that wild? They would rather have the talk about the Rooney rule. Yeah. Than this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, again, the ultimate thing that the league have to um, constantly worry about. And they used it back when all this stuff was going legal and getting out there and stuff was the integrity of the game, the integrity right. piece. They were the ir ironic part of it was they wanted to charge integrity fees. <laughs> yeah. People wanted money from operators to book their games for the integrity of the game. They were trying any way they could to get a piece of the action. And I remember calling BS when I first saw it. I'm like, integrity fees? What are you people talking about? Like, yeah. it, it made no sense then, and it certainly makes no sense now. Um, I mean, 
you know, and, and I like when, you know, people question, well, why would they say this? Or why would they say that? They're saying it. Okay. And, and why would they lie? Like, that's the other thing. Like, so, you know, Hugh Jackson, he's, he's disgruntled. He's kept out of the game. He can't get a job. I don't know. I, 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 I saw the video. I heard him talking. Hugh Jackson's moved on. He's, he's coaching the Grambling. What, what would, what would, would be his beef? He wants an NFL job. That's why he's saying it. Or he wants to take people out. He's saying what happened. I mean, in my opinion. So he's got nothing to lose. I mean, he's got nothing to, to, to gain for lying. I mean, what's the, again, he says, I have receipts. I've got evidence. So if he feels comfortable and his agent confirmed it saying, I've seen the evidence in what he's talking about, that if you guys want to come and have a conversation, let's go have a conversation. And again, he has nothing to lose. So he's just going to show that the Haslam family offered him whatever amount of money to lose. Right. And then you have a fixing of the game, massive, biggest scandal in the history of the NFL. I think this could be the biggest scandal in the history of the league if there is evidence to either claim from Brian Flores or Hugh Jackson, if they can actually prove it. Now, they got to prove it, which is not going to be easy to do. You can't have some like innuendo or some roundabout kind of wink, wink. Hey, if you were to lose, you know, maybe I might take care of you. Like, has to be like a direct, you know, pro quo. I do this, you do that. You know, you lose, I pay. If they've got evidence of that, oh boy. I mean, it's it will rock the league to its core and we'll spend the entire offseason talking about it. That's why, I, like I said yesterday, I do not trust the league to do an investigation themselves. They're claiming they're going to vet this and investigate it, but unless they're going to come up with like, I need a like a Condoleezza Rice type. I need someone who is like beyond reproach to actually be the one in charge of the investigation. And the league does not want this to happen. No. Nobody wants this to happen. I don't want the story to be out. Like you said, there's that's why it's not a big story right now. It's and it's not going to be a big story unless people independent of the league make it a big story, right? Like if, right. if you're tied to the league and you need information from the league to do stories or things like that, you're not going to you know bite the hand that feeds you, right? Who's who's going to do that? It's going to be tough, um, right? I think you know we talked about it yesterday a little bit. What's going to happen? Ramifications? Whether you know they got to make changes, they got to get guys out of you know own teams or commissioners, you know spots got to go. All this stuff, all that's going to happen. I think the the thing that I think really kind of needs to be addressed is like tanking's been going on. You said it yesterday. Tanking's been going on for a while, and the rewarding of the tanking with the I think the lottery like what the NBA and the NHL have done, it's a much better solution than what the NFL does. Like, cause you can oh, guarantee can you imagine that though. No, I can't. An NFL I don't know lottery. What the is. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, it's just, again, like, like we talked about yesterday, tanking's done through roster building, not incentivizing the head coach. Right. That's the difference here. Tanking has been going on for years, but the GM just sends the coach to war <laughs> with no weapons to go and fight with. And then he loses. That's how tanking is done. It's not done by the coach telling, being told by the owner that like major league, I want you to be bad. I'm going to pay you more to be as bad as possible. Right. That's our problem. That's, that's our problem. That's tough. That's I, I don't even know. If you're the owner, how do you incentivize losing? 
like without you don't you're not you're not supposed to you're supposed to have no no qualm in that you're not supposed to be involved in this like this is not where you're supposed to be if you want to tell the gm don't spend money the owner can just say i'm not spending money i'm not signing contracts i'm not signing free agents we're not making that trade the owner can do all that you can do a trade that is that you lose on purpose you give away a good player i mean people talk about that a lot with bill belichick winning trades like how the hell did check get that guy for that right well because the owner probably wanted to lose it was trying to get rid of that player there was good so that's one way of doing it as an owner but you're not supposed to do that through a financial benefit or bonus <laughs> for losing a game i'm supposed to do that that's that's the that's the illegal part of this conversation right. it is illegal to do that that is defrauding the public if you are doing that so that's by the way, so Kaldijan, Dave has the same mic as me. Everyone's saying your mic is low today. So it's, I told you, this is new. Okay. This is, this is new. So we'll, we'll tweak and turn and make yep. things right. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, we're doing it. You guys, it looks similar. I know you guys might be like, it doesn't look any different. It's similar, but you're going to see this because we have a producer now. Matt Farah is our producer. He's now a part of the show. You guys aren't seeing him, but he's part of the show. We're going to have guests. They're going to join us now. And like, we're taking the show to the next level today. So that's one reason. If Dave's mic is a little low, we'll figure it Don't worry. No, no worries. We'll, we'll figure that whole thing Crank out. Crank it up. Okay. About that? Does that sound a little better? Does that sound different to yeah. you? It sounds different to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm just closer to my mic than you are. That's the only I just I just changed the setting too. So Oh, so. perfect. You sound much better. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Didn't you're know. much you're much louder. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. So Major League Baseball, let's now start crying. Uh, today, yesterday, as it came out, uh, spring training is not starting on time. That is the first unfortunate fall on our face moment for baseball. As I said, the heat will turn up after the Super Bowl. But are we going to miss the start of Major League Baseball? Are we getting opening day pushback? Or spring training's getting messed up. That's that's pretty much uh, done, and then, I mean, these these discussions I want to call it that they're not really discussions. They're they're meetings, and they just must yell at each other and go, "I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Goodbye. We're not even having lunch. Like it's done." And so the players are going to go, "All right, yeah, shorten spring training, but we'll start the season on time, so you guys can make all the money again, and we can play all the games on time without." the ramp up necessary. No, no, we're not going to do that. No, we'll start in May. Like that could be, uh, that could be another negotiating tactic ploy, whatever it is. I think, um, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's going to start late. What happens if we are dealing with a 153, 54 game schedule? What happens if we're losing eight to 10 games? to future bets, to any market that's been bet into oh. right now. We, we're we refunding everything. We're rebetting everything at different odds. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't even up. I would be, I would be the one right now in a room saying, don't put it up. I know you want to put it up. We got work. We'll leave those up. We'll leave maybe uh pennant odds up general stuff in, okay. put in, in the thing. These odds go as played unless there's, you know, uh, maybe say a hundred games have to be played or something. Just make it so you have action. You don't want to give those back as the book. You don't want to give anything back as the book. You've taken all these bets, but like putting out the, the, 
the different like division odds and all this other stuff. I mean, I would I would rather not put it up than have to put it up and give it back and, and refund everything. It's just it's a headache. Um makes with sense. It, with it being on mobile, it's a lot easier. It's 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 the paper tickets and stuff that I think of with people. They don't even know that they don't have action most of the time. That's part of the problem. If they're not, you know, people don't have social media and attention to this stuff like us and they mm-hmm. buy a ticket on the Cubs to win the World Series. They don't even know they don't have action. And they take keep it. The Cubs don't win a World Series and they throw it away. They don't even get their money back. You know, it's not like the book oh. sends out a mailer to everybody and says, Hey, by the way, if you bet a World Series prop with us before March 1st, we had to revamp the odds because they started the season late. You have to rebet it. It only affects the winners because the winners right. get mad. The losers don't even know. Neil is asking you, Dave, does WinBet still have their overall season win total still up? Do you they know? do. Oh, they do. There you go. Yeah. WinBet. All right. Yeah. So you can jump in on that. I don't know what to do with this. I'm so depressed by this because like we're starting here in Vegas next week. The weather is going to start to get nice again. Like we always have like a five week winter. Sorry if you're somewhere cold. And we, we like, I mean like literally pool season starts in 30 days here in Vegas. It's a little chilly still in March for the pool. Oh, it's, it's always, but it opens though. I mean, oh, yeah, pool yeah. season oh. opens. I mean, March, they, Madness, they, it's March yeah, March 3rd, March 4th, March 5th in that area is when the pools in Vegas start to open up your pool clubs, your day clubs, your things that happen. So like we're sitting here, you know, early February, we're only about a month away from that starting. And next week we're going to get into the 70s and our weather's going to really turn and it's going it's to get very nice here in Vegas. And that's when I start to look around and go, all right, so am I going to make a trek? Every year I think about doing this. Every year I'm like, am I going to drive down to spring training for a weekend in Arizona? Like, so I, 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 I I've done it in Florida. I haven't done it in Arizona yet. And so like, yeah. So I'm like, our party was like, why don't I go check out the Cubs or why don't I go check out, you know, a Cardinal game or something and, and go down to Cactus League baseball. And I may not even have that chance now. <laughs> like that question may have been answered. Like, no, you're not going to be able to do that because they're not going to have a spring training or they're going to have a very abbreviated spring training. It's going to be fast. And frankly, it stinks because those, I mean, you live down there. It's part of the economy down there, right? With with fans coming in and teams coming in and games being played. It's huge. It's not, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge month. And the buzz, I lived in Scottsdale, the buzz all around that month. I mean, I used to go to at least 10 games every, every spring training. I mean, different, there's games I would do day nighters. I would go to one o'clock and a four o'clock game and and go right from one to the other. And then you go to Applebee's after back in the day. And next to me was like Trevor Hoffman sitting, sitting wow. there having dinner, you know, after his game. And you're just like, you see the players. It's, it's, it's it was so cool. And um, yeah, it's a big deal down there. And a lot of people come and make the trip. Like the Cubs games were electric and 90% of the people were from Chicago or retired from Chicago, living in Arizona. And this was their trip to see the team because they weren't going back to Chicago. And this was before the Diamondbacks even had a team. So then when the Diamondbacks came, it became even more fun because now, you know, you got to go and see the facilities and stuff. It's just way more of a, um, 
I guess, old school fan experience that I think people take with them. And to not have it, I I, I don't know. I mean, there's guys that I know that ran parking lots out of a out of an empty lot next door to the stadium that made their whole year on the spring training games. You know, they didn't, nobody parked there that, you, you know, you get family and friends only for the, for the minor league games that, that live in those ballparks afterward. And then in the summer, how do you go sit outside in Arizona? One fifteen. they got the misters, but it's still pretty hard if you don't sit in the, in the shade. So they make their whole year on those that month. So, yeah, it's a big part of the economy for sure. Hmm. So last night, let's go to the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies go into New York. They win at 120-108. They win and they cover. We talked about it yesterday. We had a bunch of shout-outs on Twitter. People that trailed us yep. who were watching the show yesterday heard us talk about Memphis covering against the Knicks. Ja goes for 23, yep. and his quote afterwards was, I played terrible. <laughs> if, if, he played, if he played terribly and the Knicks lose – by double digits wow okay i mean he went on a run we saw that press conference he went on like a rant about what his team should be and what his team is and how bain should be defensive player of the year right now and how they've got all these underappreciated weapons and i think he made a really good point and a great place to do it in new york in front of the new york media saying you guys are sleeping on us way too much right now with the team we've got. And I got to be honest, he's not wrong. People, I think, have been sleeping on the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit too much. But last night, if that's a bad effort and they score a buck 20 and win by double digits, man, this team in the second half is going to be fun. They already are. They already are. I've been loving it myself. Um, And again, we see what Burrow did right in the playoffs. He told everybody, I mean, did you see the quote this morning? We beat the second best team in the league in, in January twice. Like Joe Burrow, just you own it, man. Joe owned it last night in that post game. He's like, yeah, I played terrible. He had 15 in the second half. They didn't really need him to do what he did in the first half, but he missed a couple shots. So yeah, you know, he he played terrible. I like that. I want every guy in the team to think he's an NBA All Star. I want every guy in the team to know his role. And to know, listen, we're following Jaw. We'll go to him when we need to. But if I step up, Jaw don't have to. And we w- still win. And we win better. This team's learning every day. They're growing every day. And they're as selfless of a basketball team with a superstar as the Suns. The Suns mm. are the same thing. These two may be headed for the Western Conference Finals. But, oh, yeah, wait, Golden State's still in there. The three best teams in basketball are those three teams. Those are the best three teams. They're fun to watch again. I love – I I mean, I was watching it yesterday, and I was going, this, how are they going to be – like, where are they dropping off? I don't think they're dropping mm. off. They're not – Injuries. They're, that's it's it. The only, that's it. That's the, it. The injury bug, which has bothered John Morant at times in his career – that's the that's the only bugaboo they got to avoid. But if they don't have if they don't have any big injuries, they're going to be a really big problem <laughs> in the Western Conference. And it's crazy because Jaws' it's, dad at the game by any chance? No. So Jaws' dad travels to the games. He goes to every game. He right. He's on a sideline with someone, but he he gets good seats. He was wearing a tremendous hat, big sunglasses. He is a dad that is enjoying watching his son play basketball, and he. Owned it. He was in New York City telling everybody, that's my boy. 
guy. It was so much fun. They kept cutting to him. And I was like, man, this kid gets it. The dad gets it. Everybody's sleeping on, on the Grizzlies. Another hard team to kind of put the number on, especially on the road. Like You can give the Memphis number. They can be double-digit favorites at home against bad basketball teams. It's on the road against a middling to decent NBA team. I mean, three and a half, four yesterday, it was never in doubt. They were beating mm. the Knicks the whole time yesterday. First I half. Know, yeah, yep. I don't know if they led wire to wire. There's not many games where teams lead wire to wire, but I think they led wire to wire yesterday. We no, it wasn't wire. No, 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 no. No, because in the first quarter, the Knicks had a small – they came – they got a small lead but it was never more than like two or three points. Right. It yeah. Was, it might've it been was, but it was almost wire. It was almost wire to wire. Yeah. Like it was close Things to good, it. Man. They're good. Yeah. They're they're really, really good. All right. We don't talk much soccer. I just want to do this one real quick because I found this to be the most insane story of the day yesterday. Happening. Handicap it. Just flipping around. I get to Fox sports one and team USA is playing in a world cup qualifier against team Honduras. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. In Minneapolis, Minnesota. They moved the game there. Outside. Mm-hmm. Not just indoors. Mm-hmm. Not where they could go play with the Vikings. No, 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 no. We're going to go play on a heated field <laughs> with negative 14 wind chill. Yeah. In a game that Team USA, I guess, needed to yeah. win that game. Yep. They win it 3 nothing. Yep. But who, who came up with that idea? Forget Honduras, who probably wants to beat that guy into a pulp, whoever that was, in their warm climate, having to go to Minneapolis in February. But how about Team USA? If I'm a Team USA member, I'm like raising my hand going, yo, what are we doing? We're playing outdoors in Minneapolis. It's 14. It's it's one degree. It's next 14 wind chill. I'm running around in this temperature. Yeah. Like, what's that last night? So I go on with Marenzi, and he said he tells me they moved the game to Minneapolis. They need the game. So, I mean, who knows if anyone from Honduras has ever been anywhere even close to that kind of cold? They probably don't even have the gear to 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 like they were moving the game because I guess it was going to be in Columbus or something, right? And they went further north to yes. Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was freezing, and the first goal was a header. How yes. did the guy did a header? I can't believe it, but um, the, I played soccer my whole life, and I played in somewhat cold temperatures. I think the coldest temperature I ever played in was like forty degrees, yeah. and that experience was misery, terrible. I can only imagine what negative fourteen <laughs> wind chill felt like to run in the air in your lungs oh. burning. Oh. I mean, any contact whatsoever. I, I mean, it was just I, I was going. Even the people in the stands, the, the guys on the bench were bundled up like they were at a Green Bay Packer game. Yes. I was like, this is awful. Why are we doing this? Like, who decided? I know we needed the game, but we couldn't beat them in somewhere like 50-degree temperatures. Like, we needed to send them to the Arctic to play a sport. I mean, baseball is awful when it's, you know, anywhere near lower than 50 degrees. Correct. But, like, even baseball sometimes will say, yeah, maybe we shouldn't play. Like, I don't know how the hell they cleared that. And like, yep, good idea. Let's go play. It's safe for our players on both sides, by the way, to go play in negative 14 wind chill. I don't know. I, I don't know how the procedure works to get it, but I know we looked at the odds and I immediately said, what's the total? Okay. Cause you want to bet under. So it was two and a half. 
Then we I saw at- gambling Twitter was all over, over everybody on yeah. gambling Twitter was over, over, over because Honduras wasn't going to run and they didn't. So right. team USA scored two goals in the first, in, in the first half, they added a third in the, in, in the second half to go over the two and a half late Yep, to go over two and a half. But FanDuel offers uh, exact score markets. And oh. so I immediately, I said that to both Gabe and Cam, I'm like two zero or three zero is going to be the final score. I don't think Honduras will score. Was plus three eighty three zero was five dollars plus five hundred. Wow! So, you know, they bet them both. They were both real happy. Said, you know, because we can't bet that stuff here, but um, right, that was available on Fanduel. Yeah, crazy story. Um, I don't. I, I played soccer one time outside. I was the goalie, <laughs> and it what? was winter. It was snow flurry one time, Whoa. and they told me I. I couldn't wear the pants underneath the shorts. I was yeah, like, right. what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm going to stand here. And fr- I was like nine. And I remember telling my parents, I ain't playing soccer no more. That's boring. I don't want to do that. And uh, that was my last one and only soccer appearance that I ever made. But it was in the cold. Nope, and I was thanks. like, I'm not Appreciate doing this ever again. No chance. Don't blame me. All right. So the Olympics begin tonight opening ceremonies for the Olympics. I have been asked this question, Dave, multiple times. My answer always has been, let me talk to Dave. Yeah. What are we doing? Are we betting the Olympics? And if we are betting the Olympics, how are we betting the Olympics knowing the Olympic hockey tournament is not anything like we thought it was going to? Oh. And how are we going to handicap bobsledding? How are we handicapping downhill skiing? Like, What is the game plan here for the Olympics? Not really for me. Um, I, I don't like betting it too much, but then, you know, being in a con business and doing a show on sports, like they were betting curling last night. They were betting the mixed. Well, that's the Canadian freaks though. That's all, that's all bad. They, they grew up with that damn sport. That's I know. But did you know that, can, that curling started in Scotland? I had no idea. Yes. Yeah. That's what they call it. Stones. So yeah. they call them stones. Yeah. stones. Those things weigh 44 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 40. Have you ever done it? Mm-hmm. You've you've curled, huh? Were you the sweeper yeah, we guy, or were you guy yelling very hard? I've done everything. I've done the I've done the shooting. I've done the sweeping. I've done it because in Des Moines, Des Moines and cur- curling in Des Moines is big. It's a, it's a weird deal. But they have, have actually they have curling in every hold time. On, when, hold on, hold on. You, you got me at curling is big in Des Moines. Hold on, I'm settling yes. in for this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So Des Moines has every year and for the Olympics, Des Moines anything you can do with alcohol. Des Moines loves. Okay. Literally anything you can drink and do. So they love bowling, they love tailgating, and they love curling. So every year, and my station did this while I was working in Des Moines, we had a curling tournament and they turned a couple of local sheets of ice and they turned it. They just set, they separated them. They put three things down and then they yeah. painted down. And it was at the last winter or two winter Olympics, eight years ago, right? When I left Des Moines. It's 20, this is 2022. Yeah. It was three Olympics ago, three Olympics cycles, but we did a turn, a, a curling tournament. And so I, I, I went and did it. And, and, and the, those things are heavy as hell. They are heavy, heavy, heavy when you throw and you realize like, but it's, you know, you just drink and you hope you don't fall on your head. You know, you got to be real careful because those feet come out and you're on your ass. Bam. Hard. So no, but yeah, curling is, so I, I would bet on curling because that, that, that's something. There are five sports I was told that have betting markets. Curling's one of them. Yeah, curling, 
Olympic hockey, both men's and women. Yes. Downhill, men and women. Yes. Bobsledding, men and women, bobsledding. And then there was one other one I forget. I think it was uh, one other one. I forget which other sport you can bet on for you Winter can't Olympic. Bet but, the judging ones, like the figure skating and all that. Yeah. It's fun to watch. You can't bet that stuff. You can't make lines yep. on it. That's the issue. So you have to be able to make lines on it. The one year that I did it um, at CG was with, at the M, and we tried to put it up. We got no interest. We got way more interest on the, on the Summer Olympics, actually, because I think it was okay. the only thing going on. The Winter Olympics, because well, because the NHL guys are go- are not going now. The the, the men's hockey is going to be such a letdown betting wise. But when the Olympic hockey games were going on, and we had NHL guys that were recognizable on certain teams, that did a lot of handle. Heck yeah! The women's hockey is interesting because I mean, and I watch. Well, women. it's a two sport. It's a two team race. That's it. You got to bet. You got to bet the. Um, Canadian. Team. We're plus one. We're plus one hundred five. Team USA women's plus one hundred five, and then Canadians are minus one twenty five. They're a slight favorite. Yeah, to win it all. Yeah, one of those two are winning it. They're meeting in the gold mm-hmm. medal match. So obviously, yeah. you, you you would only take, in my opinion, the the USA there because if by the time they get there, you may be able to get a plus on the other side or something like that. But, right. Um, these games are with spreads only. You know, you'll see Sweden minus five and a half. Uh, goals against somebody because there's such a disparity between, you know, Canada, USA, and then, you know, you might everybody get else. or somebody else or Czechoslovakia and then everybody else. So the skiing and the, uh, the other stuff, I mean, literally just looking at the numbers, it's, it's really tough. I mean, it's a crapshoot. It's just, it's small money for something to watch when it's fun. Unless, unless you get a guy who really watches the stuff or knows and sees a number that may provide value that you can get. But I mean, as far as like betting teams with the most medals, like we used to put all this stuff up. And, and I mean, half of it was just like read two articles, uh, try to see what they did last world championship and put up a number. And right. very rarely did you get exposed or like, you know, somebody pounding a number and then you go, oh, that was a bad number. It's really hard for everybody on both sides of the counter. So are you betting it? I if you want, but I, I always said, even in the book, like it's not for me. Just 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 I want to watch it maybe. And you know, the girls like to watch the figure skating a little bit and you hear the stories and things like that. Yeah, no, I, I watch it for competition. I don't watch it for a bettable sport unless there are legitimate like NHL players in it, and there's not. I bet summer Olympic games way more than winter olympic games right yeah i mean it's just that's why norway is favored to win the most gold medals and the most medals overall because this is their gig we have winter climates in in america but our athletes are far more likely to be successful in other warm weather sports than cold weather sports right so we do have great skiers we have great snowboarders and we have got great hockey players and whatnot but you know, we have sprinters and basketball players and baseball players and softball players and things yeah. along those lines that we dominate. We don't dominate the Winter Olympics at all. All right, a couple of quick college basketball ones. Yep. UCLA in Arizona tonight. It's the rematch. Mm-hmm. This game is part of Better to Book It. So I'm okay. not going to tell you exactly okay. where I'm going because I do have a play in this game. All right. But the line now is seven. Opened at six and a half last night. Now it's seven here in the rematch. We have Juzang, who may or may not be playing here for UCLA. 
Thursday night revenge game. This is man alive. I think UCLA is walking into one tonight. How do you feel about this game tonight? It's usually the way these things go. Um, I think Arizona has has something to prove in the game, too. It might be too many points, though. I don't know. I'm interested to see where you're coming with this better or book it thing. I don't know. I, I, I know – I, I don't want to divulge how I feel either right now because I don't, oh, all right. I, I don't want to play a little poker. Your, your, okay. Yeah. Right. I don't want to affect little, your, little, your better little poker. Game. It's a big game for the, for, for the, for the PAC 12. It's a big game for the race for the regular season conference championship. UCLA wins tonight. The winner of this game become Have the one seed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's it. The, the, the winner, winner of this game gets the one seed. So this is a, this is a significant game for Arizona. It is. You know, you lose the tiebreaker, you're a game behind UCLA, but really you're two games behind UCLA. And we're coming down the stretch here. It's kind of crazy, but we're already into February. So we're down to like six, seven games left in conference play. So it's going to be tough. The bottom half of the, of the Pac 12 is bad. It's crazy. Where did it go? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's um, that fast. Snap and it's gone. So, and then we'll, so we'll save that for better to book it. We'll go further into that game for uh, better to book it. But Ohio State and Iowa tonight was a game I had a bet on over 150. I was psyched for this game tonight. I was all in on this game tonight. How do we snow a game out in the Midwest? You How do we do that? Do you forget what it's like? They got buried with snow. They got I know. buried with snow. You can't get you got plows. You, gotta you, get got, you got plows. You got, you got, it, this is the Midwest. Sort of what is going on? We don't want people out we? driving on the roads and all stuff. You got to get the roads clear. You got to just, it's easy. Just cancel the game. We'll move the game. We'll play a game at a different That's time. A big game. It's a, I thought we were done with this. I mean, COVID cancellations, I thought we were done with that, and now we're getting snow outs. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like Florida getting a, getting snow. This is Ohio State. This is Columbus, Ohio. What's yeah, going on? I mean, it's not like the Northeast. This would never happen. This would never happen in Pittsburgh. This would never happen in Boston. This would never happen up there. Get a little further west. I mean, you get a big dumping. And they don't, it's not prepared. So we'll just cancel the game. Don't bring all these people down here on the roads and all that stuff. And we'll cancel the game. Would you like over? Oh, I loved over. I already oh. bet. I bet one, I bet 153. These two teams do, do not play any defense. Correct. Went through it last night. Like they don't play either one, Correct. plays zero defense. It's just up and down. Kempom made it 160. So, Ooh. I mean, Kempom. Bumped up. It's gonna gonna be a, a back and forth crazy game. It was one fifty three. I was all psyched. I'm like, what I've was got the value. Spread? Um, Ken Palm had it as a five point game, and I think I the line was five and a half. Okay, I think Ohio State was minus five and a half. Oh, last time I saw, it, I think somewhere along. Where was the game? Oh, it was Ohio State was favored by five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Was that Ohio, was that Ohio State? Wow. I think I would have taken yeah. the dog. Uh, I don't know. That's that would have been that's that's that was a tough deal. I mean, that's, that's a Ohio State. According, Ken Palm's got them both twenty one and twenty two, like right next door to each other. Um, and so, well, Ken, yeah, they they pulled it down. Sorry, so they so they don't have it anymore. But last night, yeah, it was Ohio State was favored, and Ken pretty much on the number. So, but he thought the game was going to be way over. Thought it was going to be much more high scoring than what right. the books had put from a number perspective. So, I was all about one fifty. And then, <laughs> and, and now we're not. And now we're not playing the game, which is which. Yeah, that that stinks. All right, we have the NHL All Star Game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we have the NFL Pro Bowl on Sunday here. 
Yep. Why doesn't it feel like this is an all-time sports weekend here in Vegas? Is it just because we're so used to like everything just kind of happening? I don't know. I was down on the strip yesterday. I went to Mandalay Bay. Uh, you know, somebody was in town. I was trying to meet up with them right. and, and stuff. And I went into the Raider image store there. It's cool. It's nice, right? Those things are great. I mean, it's just yeah. way too much Raider stuff. I was just looking for something Pro Bowl. So they okay. only have the AFC Pro Bowl hats in those stores. What? They don't have the what? NFC. So they have the AFC, the big A, because it's a Raider logo on the side. So okay. I was like, did you guys get sense. the NFC hats? And the store manager was like, no, we can't sell those in here because, uh, you know, we're a Raider store. And I'm like, well, you know, the game is like this weekend. There's probably going to be people walking through here because when you walk through Mandalay Bay, you can walk yes. right over the thing to Allegiant. There's yeah, a path. Right. That, well, that's what they want you to do. That's right. Point. They want they want you to walk through Mandalay Bay to get to not Polaris. What's the what's the the crossover bridge? I'm forgetting the Russell? street. But you walk Russell. No, Russell's Russell's further down. It's it's on the other side. But uh, I forget the bridge. But they want you walking through Mandalay Bay to that bridge. Walk over. So you're yeah. parking in Mandalay Bay. You're paying right. Mandalay Bay parking, and then you're right. walking through the casino. Right. And so that's what that's why I, I was like. I said to the guy, I'm like. Uh, he goes, well, do you like the hat? I said, no, I love the hat, but I, I, I want the NFC one. I just, I just want one that said NFC. That's all. And um, he didn't have any. And it, I was like, well, you know, the All-Star Game's here this week, too. And he's like, oh, I know. He's like, which one would you go to? And he posed the question to me. And I was like, if I had my choice, I'd go to the NHL All-Star Game for sure. I don't even know how they're playing. I don't even know how the format is being played. They're playing this team three-on-three, three, this team three-on-three, three, winner stays, all this stuff. And I was like, geez, the NHL All-Star Game is here too. The same weekend. Has that never that's never happened? That's my point. The, the, this like, this ah. should be an all-time insane yeah. sports weekend yeah. in Vegas. And it doesn't feel like it for what I, I mean, maybe because we live here, but like, I don't know. It's I was talking to my father-in-law about this. I was like, if this was going on in other another part of the country, like if I was living in, I don't know, Kansas City, and Kansas City had the All-Star Game and the Pro Bowl in the same weekend, I, like the city would shut down. Like it would just be about those two events. And maybe it's the growth of Vegas. Maybe it's our development as, as a community that, we're, that we can have, like we can fractionalize and it's not that big of a deal. But like... I don't feel like the town's being overrun by XYZ fans and no. like there's all these different events and it's like, no. oh my gosh, everywhere I look, it's all-star this and Pro Bowl that. Nope. <laughs> it's just, this should be, no one's ever done this. No one's ever had a Pro Bowl in an all-star game same weekend nope. for the flagship. These, these are the flagship events really for these leagues. Like this is a big deal. They, there's been a ton of money, millions on this. And I don't know. It just it, it, it's it's a very interesting feel that that we're dealing with the All Star Game and we're dealing with the Pro Bowl. It's a Pro Bowl is always kind of that Vegas yeah. is just like I mean it's just like L.A. Like I can't wait. Yeah. Like we're hyped to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be another Tuesday all week. There, it's yeah. just everybody's just doing their thing. Like everybody is just and you know people worried about getting tickets to see you know Blue Man Group this week as much as they are going to see the Pro. Like it's there's so Crazy. much going on, and we're all competing for that, you know, little bit of this or little bit of that. And, and I always, 
I mean, you do it too. You're in the house. Like they don't care about these sports. There's not a person no. in the house that cares <laughs> no. about them. Now, I'm trying to make somebody to go with me tomorrow. I want to go to the NHL All-Star thing experience. I told you I'd go with you. I know you will. I know. But I want the kids because I don't know if they're ever going to be in a city again where this is going to happen. Like, I don't want to have to go to St. Louis to go to the All-Star game next year. It's here. It's 20 minutes away, and we get free parking because we live here. Like, let's go. I want to take a picture with the Stanley Cup. I want you guys. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. 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 I just want to do all that for them. I've done all this already in Pittsburgh. This was, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was so much fun. That's that's so. That's what I want to do it for. But you're right. It mm-hmm. does feel like another Thursday. <laughs> it's just, yeah. All right. Yeah. Just like it, 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 Vegas is no one's ever had this before. Vegas is going to have the Pro Bowl, the NFL Draft, and the Super Bowl in a two-year period. No one's ever done that, and we've got that. So Pro Bowl starts Sunday, and then April we've got the draft, and then we have the. Not next year, that's in Arizona, but the week year after, you know, those three hours on the road, we have a Super Bowl three hours. Well, we have a, in the next three years, we have a Super Bowl four hours to the West, three hours to the South, and then in our backyard, the next three Super Bowls. Four hours South. If you make it to Phoenix in three, we're going to get pulled over. Oh, okay. I drive fast, though. I drive, I, I've made it to Phoenix in three hours and 15 minutes from my house. You were flying. What can you do? <laughs> All right. Prop of the day. It is our given props prop of the we day here from BrettPrep.com. We've got one today. It is DeAndre Aiden over 22 and a half points and rebounds combined. This from our guy, Brett Feinberg, co-host of Given Props, a Bet Prep podcast. He likes this number He's averaging 27 yep. combined points and yep. rebounds. So this is a bad number, in his opinion, for the Suns tonight. Suns taking on Atlanta on the road. Not a lot of post help. Clint Capella is a guy you got to watch out for. So maybe that's why they're kind of shading this down. And Aiden's coming back off of the injury. But how do you feel about Aiden going over 22 and a half like points it. and rebounds? I like it. Um, I watched the game the other night with Phoenix. And he started to be more part of the offense, he's going to get at least 12 rebounds. So we got to get him 10 points here, which is fine. I think that's the, that's a good number. I'm, I'm surprised that it is this low. The average is higher. So 22 and a half, do we got to lay juice? If we don't have to lay too much juice to go over this, this is a really good bet. Let me see real quick in terms of what does Fandle have this point in rebounds at? Uh, let's see for combos. Eight in points and rebounds tonight at it is 23 and a half at Fandle. So you can shop around climbing a little bit, but still at 27 is the number average. He's still, this is still four points below the average or three and a half points below the average. Over is minus 111, under is minus 115. Okay. That's good. Sort and of we're betting total this. to games 227, um, mm-hmm. which means likely to go. You know, high scoring game. The way Phoenix plays is just feels like almost every game should go over. Um, the way this basketball team plays, like you, you know, you texted me last night. Is this team ever going to lose? I don't know. I mean, they're getting him back. He hasn't been around. They're adding a big guy to the mix again to you know where he was hurt and stuff. Yep. Rim protector. 
uh, it's just it's all it's all coming together, and they look so focused. I mean, they they knew what they were doing against Brooklyn at home, and like telling them, listen, if you guys make it back here, it's going to be for the NBA Finals, and this is the treatment you're going to get. Just so you know, you ain't ready for this. It was awesome. Loved every second of it. Eight and over. It was a good play. All right. Let's go to better to book it. We kind of already here a little bit. One, my Ohio State-Iowa game, unfortunately, is not going to be on the board because the game hasn't been there. I got to search and try to see if there's another game I want to find to replace it with, which is never really all that fun. I, I like my overnight prepping and the scrambling. Like, oh, gosh, I got to replace it. So sometimes I don't try to do it. Yeah. Arizona minus six and a half. As I said, the number is seven, but I bet this last night. Number opened up at six, went to six and a half. That's when I grabbed it. I didn't want it to go to seven, but it's at seven now. I don't hate it at seven, but I would rather have six and a half is where I'd have it. At home against UCLA, one of the bigs has a bum ankle. Juzang's got COVID. This is a revenge game. It's Thursday night, buzzsaw atmosphere. Auburn took apart Alabama after having a close game in Tuscaloosa. Auburn won that game, but they had it at their place, and it was an insane atmosphere. I expect an insane atmosphere coming here tonight for Arizona at home. I'm laying six and a half with Arizona at home against UCLA. Are you betting it or booking it? Booking it. Ooh. I'm going to take UCLA only on um, it. Being- what happens if Juzang doesn't play? Did he play the first game? Yeah, but he has COVID. He has to test negative this morning to play. Yeah. Um, well, this number is if he's if he's not playing, I would guess. It'll probably be a move maybe. down. Right? It'll probably be a move down if he plays. Not if much. he plays, maybe. Or if he's out, it'll go up. It may balloon if he's out. I don't know how much higher it'll go. It, it, it's only be, So when I looked at this, I was like, all right, just give me the experience team in this situation, plus all these points. And it was Arizona minus three, which turns out, I don't know if it was a bad number or a good number. Bad number. But now it's six and a half at home. So your thinking is probably right. This is probably should be higher. If, if it was three on the road, if you just don't look at the results, it can't only be six and a half at home. It should be at least seven or more. Um. What does Ken Palm have this number tonight? <laughs> Ken Palm has, let's see. Ken Palm has Arizona as the fourth best team in the country. UCLA is ninth, 76-71, five points. Ooh, okay. So Ken, Palm, Ken Palm's got the number at five. Okay. It was set, It opened at six, right. so kind of similar. Yeah. And then it was bet up, and it's now been bet to seven and climbing. So it's only one, it's only one possession difference, but it's, yeah. you know. It matters. Yeah. I'll, I'll book it. Just it's just one of those ones where it would be like, I'll, as the book, I'll need the experienced team, maybe with or without Zhang or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I like the points. I, th- I It's just going to be a close game. The What would be surprising, more surprising to you, UCLA winning this or Arizona winning by double digits? UCLA winning. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I th- This is. Again, Thursday night, college campus, team lost, rival game. Arizona had been rolling up until that point, had been beating people by 15, 20, 25 points, like not just winning, but killing people. And then they went in there and they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. 
I mean, they couldn't they couldn't hit layups in that game. They were flustered. They got embarrassed, frankly. I think it's payback time. Yeah. 16, 16 point win at UCLA for UCLA. I think it's a 16, 20 point win for Arizona at Arizona. Really? Wow. I think, they, I think they kill them. I think I think Arizona comes out tonight. And especially because Juzang's coming off COVID. They got a with the ankle problems, the two of their best players, not at hundred percent and a pissed off crowd. This is Thursday night on a college campus. This is prime. I'm partying from one o'clock after, after I get done with my classes. I'm drinking the entire time until we get to that game. Like these kids are going to be going crazy tonight. Those games were so much fun, weren't they? Oh, I love it. Oh. So fun. It's what, it's what makes it so hard to play college basketball on the road. Yeah. Because it's just, these are, it's a nationally televised game and it's a monster game for Arizona. It's payback for a rival that beats you. And you know, you have classes tomorrow, kind of on a Friday. <laughs> if you scheduled it, you know what I mean? If, if, if you did, if you did your schedule, right, you did like the Monday, Wednesday courses and you kept Friday clear. So you got to keep those, you got to keep that Friday or your first class is at like 11 o'clock or noon. Right. And you got to get that sleep in. So this well, is, that- Time. Class. We're not adv- just get that out of the way. We're not advocating cutting class. No, I'm, I'm advocating scheduling properly. Scheduling I'm advocating properly. Not scheduling. Like, like my class is Monday, Wednesday. Like take my class at UNLV. I don't have a Friday class. <laughs> like take Monday or take Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday classes. Thursday, Thursday. The Wednesday, Friday ones. Oh, those things suck. Nope. That, that's bad. That's you know bad form out of you. You're, you're scheduling a Friday class. That's on you. you know, no, 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 no. Not in college. Okay. Thursday night party, Friday, you know, do a study hall or do something, you know, very, very light to recover. Because I, I always thought Thursday night parties were better than Friday night parties. Thursday night parties were tremendous. Because Way Friday better. you're hungover and then you're like, oh, God, you do it again. Okay, all right, boot and rally, let's go. And so you got to, you know, figure it out. So, but Thursday was always like, you're raring, you're, you're, you're full bore, you know, you're good to go. Energy levels at 100, like, let's go. Thursday. Keg parties and... Oh god, who's on that school? My gosh, the campus parties on Arizona. Have you ever been? Ooh. I've only driven through. When we moved here, we went through Tucson. Oh, okay. And because okay. so, my sister at the time was looking at different colleges, right? So we went through Tucson because she had seen Arizona State before, because she had been to Phoenix, so she had not seen Arizona before. So we yeah. intentionally drove the northern route to get here to go through Tucson to go to Arizona. Yeah. So we drove around. It's a pretty small campus, but big frats, big. Big party school. Not as yeah. big as Arizona State, but big party school. I've never been to Tucson for a game, but um we'll have to we'll have to work on Doug and Papa Bear. Maybe we'll Oh we'll yeah, let's get, do that. Get a Tucson on location. I didn't I have not props to Arizona yet this morning. It dropped this morning. I don't know where Papa Bear what who is I think he's probably picking if I had to guess he's picking UCLA because he's an Arizona State guy. Okay. So my guess is he'd take the points. Make it that would be my right. that would be my guess. Because Arizona State right now, I mean, did you see that stat that came out yesterday that they signed yesterday? Their football program signed their worst in their history ranked class. They're letting all or the you, coaches go. There's, there's there's all kind of things going on. They must be using that place to get jobs and stuff. Like I don't know what's going on there. Sounds like such Herm. A well, Herm's got. To, they can't fire Herm because his contract. But Arizona State football is a complete dumpster fire. Man, what a mess. <laughs> It is a dumpster fire of a football program right now. Uh, okay, and one more play. We talked about it earlier, but I got this last night. Suns minus five on the road. It's Atlanta. I'm going to bet the streak here. They've won 11 consecutive games. 
Trey Young has a questionable injury. He did not play in the last game. He's probably playing tonight, but I don't really care. Chris Paul with 47 assists to six turnovers over the last three games. Aiton's back. I think the Suns roll tonight. Betting or booking Phoenix minus five. Oh, this is this is reluctant. It's down, by the way. It's 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 four and a half now. You can I know you can get a this the is, pros are betting against the streak. Of course they are. They we said this last time against the Nets, and I said they're gonna all be wrong. And they're gonna they're probably gonna be wrong again tonight. Atlanta's not the team that's gonna stop this streak. I don't think right? so. I don't think I don't so think so. They're they're not you gotta be up and you gotta play a really good home game to beat the Suns right now. Aiton coming back only helps. Um, I understand the play because once you get over two possessions, once you get over four in the NBA, it's a big number. It's hard to cover. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make no sense to play the Suns in this spot. Suns are going to win. But I'm doing it. Well, <laughs> but I'm doing it. I get it. I get it. it. So. I'm betting <laughs> with you. This will be one I'll probably be watching um, and betting oh, in yeah. game. You know, as soon as gets down a little bit, what they're doing, even a close the first half is interesting, but the second half, they are the they're the best team in basketball, period. But they're the best second half team. I thought Golden State was good in the third quarter. And what Phoenix is doing in the fourth quarter, oh, it is just getting they're getting that lockdown D and they're getting possession after possession where all right, you're gonna cover Booker, Paul's gonna take it. Oh, now right. Aiton's back. We're gonna throw him the ball. Play last game, but they're throwing it to it was uh 21 or 22. I forget his uniform number. He hit a corner three. I'm like, man, these guys are really Cam Johnson. Well. Who was it? Cam Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I think so. I mean, he's yeah, he he's one of the specialists. Cam Johnson sitting in a corner, just banging threes mm-hmm. every time. Like they were driving and kicking it out to him. He was getting yeah. bang. That's his game. Yeah, oh, I mean they've got. I mean that's the problem that their starting five is so good, but they go to the bench and there's not that far of a drop off. That's the that's the issue for anybody playing. It's going to be the issue for Brooklyn if they face them. It's the issue for the Bucks if they face them. Memphis is pretty good, so I think Memphis can kind of do what Utah. Excuse me, what Utah did a little bit ago when they had that the run. But my gosh, I mean it's it's a it's a Western Conference race. It's going to be a lot of fun. But the Suns have this could be this is Chris Paul's best chance. Like if he's going to win a ring. This is his chance. This is it to, 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 to win the ring? But I, I think they win. I think they cover. Uh, and again, if Trey Young's out, I think this number does back up. I think there's maybe some speculation he's going to play, and that's why they're, the number's coming down to four and a half or four. But I'm with five here with with the Suns. Okay. Last topic. Our favorite thing about today. What is your favorite thing about this Thursday? So immediately. A- Closing this screen, I'm getting in the car and driving Big Consent Kylie down to CSN for her first road trip. She's got a six-hour bus ride headed oh. to Yuma. They got a weekend series tournament <laughs> down in Yuma. So she's been getting ready on the other side of this wall and all this stuff. She came in before the show started and said, we are leaving at 1135. I don't want you talking. I don't want you this. I don't want you that. Because the bus coach said the bus is leaving. She wants to be there early, so I'm proud of her for that. It's the first college road trip for the it's it's a big deal. You know, mama said goodbye to her this morning, a couple days, text me when you get there, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it's the first little fun kind of 
thank you. Yeah. So, um, what are the that, rules? Are, are, are the rules on road trips? Do you um, have any rules on road trips? Are there team a, rules? She got, she got a room assignment. Um, okay. So it's two two to a room, and the girl's an upperclassman. So she's been giving her crap the whole time, which is funny because I know the girl. She's a Vegas kid too, who's been playing softball for. She's excellent. She's actually a third year, you know, JUCO because she got the bonus COVID year. So she's an absolute beast. One of the team captains, and they put her with Kylie. So this is going to be great. I can't wait to hear this. How this is going to go? But um, I'm going to find out the team rules when I get there, or when she gets there, because she's like, coach won't tell us exactly. And I'm like, coach mm. is going to tell you to get in your room and mm. stay in your room. You're in Yuma, mm. Arizona. I don't know what you think you're going to be doing. It's going to be decent weather. Yes. You may be able to like but. walk outside and hang out down in the lobby. I mean, you ain't going nowhere. There ain't nothing to see anyway. So just worry about, you know, she's going to probably pitch tomorrow. And I got to worry about, you know, getting the updates for that. So it's going to be fun, man. But that's my favorite thing about today. That's that's very cool. That's one of those like first time send offs. Like and you come back and you get you get into the whole. I mean, road trips are always. I always liked road trips, playing sports. It was always fun. Love I, I I liked it. It was always it was always a. I like traveling though. Some people don't like traveling, but I oh, I always like seeing new things and always. Um, going in college was always fun to to go to different universities and schools, but the bus trips are rough. Bus trips are six hours. And I buses. sleep anywhere. I'd be good night. Yeah, me I, too. Fall asleep, wake up, maybe watch a movie, listen to some music or read and go right back. To See, sleep. that's the thing, though. Uh, Today, like when I was when you and I were kids growing up, like the bus movie was like the screen was always in like the corner. Right. And you always three or four oh, screens. Terrible. So like you'd like crank your neck or like <laughs> you you would try to listen. You couldn't really listen. It was always like the sound was always kind of messed up and like. But now these kids have like full bore, like you have a library of whatever the hell you want to watch with wireless earbuds to want to sit there with. And like, you can just zone out in silence for six hours and have no issues where like for us, it was chaos yelling and screaming and people doing all sorts of, you know, wacko and crazy things. I was the so. card game guy too on the buses. Like I was the, Ooh, card, I always, as I got older, I, I, I became the card game guy and I became yeah. depending on the team. If I was with a team that I was the voice of, and they were the card playing type. There were some heated games with some pretty decent money being thrown around in the back. Yeah. So it was always- wasn't Jordan. It wasn't Jordan esque. It, <laughs> no. it wasn't like that. No. But but it was definitely fun to kind of see people get their asses chapped though. They get pissed off. You know, they they someone lo- loses a three figure hand and you'll see some people getting pissed. <laughs> no good. <laughs> no good. Yeah. People getting all mad and angry. And Mike's right. Yes, it was all great sleeping on a bus. So you hit that big bump, and it was like. Bang! You whack oh, your head, and it's yeah. like, oh man, it's like yeah. that's horrible. Because well, because yeah. all the, the girl teams always brought the big pillows. They would actually bring the full size, and like we boys, we have like, we, every car. We have we pillows everywhere we go now. <laughs> these these girls take. It was always like a. It was like a girl. It was always seen like for my for my high school. It was always seen like that was like like a female thing. Like guys were too macho to yeah, bring pillows, but they were so much smarter than us. Like they so were just. Smarter. Smarter than us to go ahead and bring this and be like, yeah, I'm bringing a pillow. Why wouldn't I bring a full size pillow? Like, I'm not bringing a pillow with me. Like, I'm not bringing my binky. Like, I'm not bringing my blankie with me. I'm going on the road. Don't you know where I'm going? So, yeah, I, that's so much smarter. So true. Than us. This is so much smarter than us. It's just like we're just idiots. Like, bunch of morons. Um, for for me, you know, to today is a day I 
I'm really excited to see Vegas tonight for the props to come on down to the Westgate. Cause I have, I saw this like the first year I came to Vegas, I was at the Westgate when they did this, but I haven't seen it in a bunch of years. So I want to see how much bigger it's become, like how much more significant is this actually going on uh, to see it. And I, and I have a, you know, I have a very, not a big sparring day, but I got a day for sparring today. We're going to, we're going to crank up the rounds today a little yeah. bit for, for sparring. So I'm a little, apprehensive but we'll see today? where do you go yeah four four rounds. four to five we'll see four to five the plan is four we could go five just, depending just go, on how just think four up think you're already thinking about the fifth round stop <laughs> you're already thinking about stop just get in yeah. there and, and cover up stick and move and hit him come on we'll see so yeah so so i have coming up today at two o'clock to, to see how the uh how, how the training will go to, 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 to get rolling with it so yeah that's that's where we are. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio podcast video on the YouTube channel. We got some cool things coming. This is our first attempt at doing this new setup with our with new producer, Matt Farah. So we got guests coming. I don't know who this guest is going to be, but it will be Super Bowl week. So Monday, Tuesday, I'll be here. You're gonna be Monday, Tuesday in I LA. Think in right? LA, yeah. I got I got the plane ticket today. She's it wasn't I'm not allowed to drive by myself. She told me so. I was like, okay. So I don't blame you. I, I told I told you and both to fly. I was like, both I, of you guys should fly. I'm driving because I have to, just because it's easier. Right. And we got a bunch of stuff to do that we need to bring, and I don't mind driving. And and I, I don't car, mind either. I, I kind of so. like it, but like she told me, I'm getting your plane ticket, and she got me a plane ticket. So I'll be there over the weekend. Flying is way better. Flying is way better. It is. It's 45 minutes too Sometimes versus four driving, hours. like just thinking and. And the music, yes. and the shows, and yes. stuff. it's therapeutic. I always like I'm a huge believer in that. Like, I oh. when I get into arguments with people, like, that's where I go to get my head clear. I do. I drive this 215. I drive it at night yeah. sometimes when I'm I just get out of this house. So, yep. you know, where am I going? I'm, I'm going driving. See you later. Music on. Think I go to Red Rock. Yep. Red Rock, which is right in my backyard. So I yeah. go and drive and I just drive around, look at the big rocks, feel tiny, and go, okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right. <laughs> this yes. world's been here longer than I have been and had bigger problems than me. It kind of grounds me and then I go home. And right. I'm like, all right, now I'm here and I can you know, deal with all the crap that I'm dealing with. So mm. we're back tomorrow for a Friday Pro Bowl betting, kind of, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what this show takes. It's coming up tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book. We'll talk tomorrow.